Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. We've been robbed. We gotta, we gotta, we, we gotta get you out of here quick. Uh, I know a guy who can, who maybe can give us a hand. And then you hear the sound of soft footpaths land behind you. You see a very lanky tabaxi. Welcome, seekers. They were the ones who went all blasty face on on those cult members. They do not post the pictures up this high. Yeah, it's not a it's not a good story. Glim here lit up a dude, but in all fairness, he wouldn't he stop touching it. the donkey. Uh, Glim, I'm not entirely here. sure on that. Well, one. remember you were hiding under the blankets for good reasons, in which we will talk about at a later time, not now, in front of new friends. No, we're not being very clear. What we are in need of is uh, getting the heck out of here. I can help you with that. Yes, I am a disciple of the way of the rooftop. You realize carrying all of this stuff is going to make it much more difficult. Yeah, it's kind of part of the deal, though. A woman sent us through a portal, and now we got to get back to Praska so that we can give her this stuff uh, so that we have fulfilled the promise that we made to her and so that nothing bad will happen to me. Glim, like, start to rock yourself back and forth, like... Silence. Oh, like, she can't... Oh, we can't hear anything. Okay, I'm mouthing this like an idiot, then. Uh. (laughs) You tuck and roll just enough. You feel them connect with each other, but you don't feel like that smash that you would expect from these clay jugs. And you see Helmed Guards and turns its body and begins marching down, pulling its longsword. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Amy Moore. There's a hesitation there. Who's it going to be? It was me. I am Amy Moore, and I play Sullivan Slight, a light but halfling rogue. And Carla Maxted. That is me. I play Norixious Acra, better known as Glim, a dragonborn paladin. And Tom Laird. And I play Moot. He's a half-orc wild magic sorcerer. And joining us again this week, he spent all his key points. What will we do now? It's Keith Amon. I am playing Floor is Lava, a tabaxi way of the rooftops monk. Thank you so much for joining us again, Keith. We look forward to finding out what happens next here in this pickle that, I mean, you didn't get anybody into. You've You've done he kept really us well. out of so oh, many so of the pickles Numerous. the whole last episode. It was jar so, after jar of pickle. I had Indeed. To, 
twist the world to get out of the pickles. This is what I have to do here. <laughs> the work you have to do. Right? Nobody thanks you for it. Where you find all the other work that I do is over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. Actually, everybody else does more work than I do over there, I think. Tom does a lot of Tom does. Tom, Tom does. Tom does a lot more work over there. I do it again. Amy and I, just freeloaders. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Um, but what happens when you are a patron is you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's patron, Megan Balding. Hey, Thanks, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so That's much. Awesome. You're awesome. You can find out more at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And now, fuck it, let's play D&D. Moot and Floor is Lava, you see your two friends fall down to the ground. You don't hear them. It's silent. <laughs> Um, but you hear footsteps further down outside of this range, um, and you peek your head out the window, and you see two helmed guards who have caught sight of Sully and Glim and are now walking down the street towards the two of you who have picked yourselves up and you're brushing yourselves off. What do you do? First of all, are they human? Do they appear to be human? They are in full plate mail. They appear to be humanoid. Um, on all but you can't see whether they are human or not. So we don't know whether they have dark vision. You do not know. And are they just walking, as you said? One was pulling his sword. But they're not, like, running. Nope, they are. Okay, because they didn't hear anything. Calmly so. bad guy walking. Oh, yeah. psycho cool. serial killer walking. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool, cool. I get it. What do we see around us? Like, is there anywhere we can, like... a like, ladder? Like an escape? A ladder or, yeah. like, something we can hide behind? That would have... I mean, a ladder would have helped last time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there could be a ladder on a different building. Uh, you see uh, a door to get into what looks like a, um, a, a, a tailor's... Is there a door? Okay. Across, which is where <laughs> Moot Our and friends are. And floors lava are. There's the door to get into the building that you just fell down. Um, and then there are alleyways a little further down on either side of this building. Uh, I think we said about 25 feet. I look at Moot and make a kind of a coiling rope gesture and give him a questioning expression. Is there uh, what looks to be like a sturdy bolt of fabric that we're next to that maybe we could like unroll and hang down over the edge and they could like shimmy up. Yeah, you're in a, a, a storeroom for like this tailor. So there are spools of fabric and all over the place. And what about in the alley? Like, is there trash can? Is it a clean alley or is there like trash cans and stuff? It's a pretty clean alley. The alleyways that you have been jumping over, there have been trash cans. No big like dumpsters. Not, uh. not in the time of dumpsters right now. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but also uh, side doors to most buildings from what you have seen jumping over buildings. I just calmly walk to the door across from us and just turn the handle. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's just try and go in <laughs> the gonna door. He's going to serial killer walk. I'm going to be so nonchalant and be like, uh. It's locked. I pick it. I get out my thieves tools. Okay. And roll, roll for initiative it. then. Oh, what? Well, that's going to take longer. He's walking down a, a street. S- slowly. I'm so fast. All right. Everybody roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. 14. <laughs> oh, sure. Now uh, she rolls a 14. 15. I've got a 21. Six for mood. He's really working on that cloth plan. He's like, yeah. he's busy. He's braiding right now. He's got like, he's, he's making out the tensile yeah. of the fabrics. Like, oh, can't use rayon. That's just going to tear right now. No, out. it's going to tear immediately. 
Yeah, you can't use natural cotton. It's going to pill. It's just not going to look good after a while. Okay, so the scene, there's two uh, helms uh, walking towards you. They are uh, approximately 45 feet away from you, uh, Sully and Glim. Floors Lava, you are up first. Uh, I'm going to hide at the window, uh, looking out, just observing what they're doing. I guess I guess I will need to take the hide action, so that's what I'll do. Okay. And that is a 22 stealth. Uh, yeah, you are absolutely hidden. You can see perfectly everything. Um, you see two helms walking towards them. Uh, you see Sully moving over to the door, giving it a giving it a spin, um, but still at the door, and then fumbling in his pockets for something. Who says I fumble? Going into his pockets gracefully. Thank you. Gracefully. <laughs> Is that all you would like to do? Hang on. Let me see uh, about a bonus action. Uh, nope. I'm out of key. So that's <laughs> that. <laughs> that's just let me nope. just check here real quick. No. Big old nope. No, you're on your own, you guys. All right. Glim, you are up. It's just the two, right? Uh, just. just two. Yeah. You saw. So when you when you saw them as you were kind of brushing yourself off, you saw a total of four, but only two have turned. Okay. And they've continued to walk towards us. Like, how close are they now? Uh, well, they haven't had a turn yet, so they're still 45 feet. I'm just going to ready in action. I'm not going to, like, run for them. I'm hoping my friend's still going to pick this lock behind us. So I'm just going to ready in action an attack with my war pick. Okay. For when they get closer to me. Within range. I'm not going to run away from my friends to go murder some people. Yeah, you only do that once in a city, right? He touched <laughs> my donkey. <laughs> How many times do we need to go over this? Fair enough. You do see, um, so one has pulled his long sword. The other one has a spear on his back. And Sully, it's your turn. I'm going to try to pick this lock like a boss. Watch me go. Do it. 16 wasn't quite as boss-like as I was. How much would you say that sound uh, is required for your lock-picking oh. ability? Oh, no, it's a feel thing. Uh-huh. Totally. It's just in my heart. <laughs> like, you can feel when you catch it on something. Yeah. Adora <laughs> usually is, right? Sure. Because Adora yeah. is like those two little tools it's, that it's you, like, monkey around. Safe. It's always safe-cracking. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I'll give you that. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, your tools move in and you feel it catch and you give the knob a turn and you are able to open it. I tap Glim, who's probably not looking at me. She's probably ready and I'm like, ooh, and I wave her inside and I make little, I did it, dances. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that you're able to like pull and that's kind of your action there. Um, you get inside the door, shut it behind you. Um, and the footsteps stop. Range on that, sorry, was 20, 25 or 30 feet. The si- 20 foot radius. 20 foot. Okay. Um, oh, no, they're silent. You hear the footsteps <laughs> stop. Yeah, that's not at all suspicious. No, no this is fine. Ah! fine. It's totally fine. And then you see silhouetted outside the window of this door. There are curtains drawn. The two imposing figures, you feel the knob turn in your hand. I do that thing that if any of you have siblings, you know you've done on the other side mm-hmm. of a bathroom door. Yep. <laughs> and I for sure hold that. And is there a deadbolt or anything? Maybe like a little 
sliding chain lock, a little. I mean, did I pull, did I go inside? <laughs> I said yeah, I said we the went together. Pulled, okay. like pulled you in as an action. Yeah. Okay. Right? Um, I mean, then I'm going to help, obviously, hold okay. the door. No, I like I like Sully holding the door against two armed guards. Yeah. Just going to watch the halfling do it. I'm just standing there. Um, it's okay. really about hand strength, which just, it doesn't True. matter how You've big you are. You've got a lot of dexterity, so you probably do a lot of, like, you know, this, like, right, that squeezy totally. thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah with the squeezy thing. We said door opens in, so you're holding, you're holding it. So yeah. opposing strength check. <laughs> Okay. What do I have, like, negative one? <laughs> What'd you get? What do I have to beat? I like to know. 18. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 12. Yes, those, those jugs are really taking it out of me. So it's only right. an 11. They're so... Um, you put up a good, a good solid Do push. We? But the door is like... You, you know in cartoons when you're being pushed by something and you're sliding backwards? Oh no. That's what we see as the door slides open silently and oh, now it's, oh, the, it's a silent murder. It's the silent. There nobody's no, going to hear so a scream. Creepier. Keith, you done us dirty. <laughs> um to which the second helm ste- steps in behind pointing his spear down at you. Um you can't tell if he's trying to say anything, but he's going to make a stabbing motion towards Glim. Uh, with his spear, that's going to be a 20, not natural. What happens with my ready to action? I lost that when I oh. went inside the door. Oh. Because, yeah, I, I pulled her in, but I assume maybe hopefully she still had her. Good, yep. good keeping track of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so he lowers his spear to you, and he's within range. Okay. Uh, so that is a 21 to attack. That will hit. And that is 10 damage. Um, Did you... she kill him? Mm-hmm. Um, no. He's made of tissue paper. Oh my God, it's actually tin foil. Oh, that'd be fun. You stab in like with your war pick and it crunches the plate armor um, and like this, this energy, like dust kind of, poofs out around where you stab it. Not blood. Energy dust. Energy dust. I scream. No one can hear me. Don't breathe it in! And I (laughs) hold my shirt up. (laughs) (laughs) And you stab in and they are going to, which I said they rolled a 20, um, they are going to stab down at you with their spear and that's going to be four piercing damage. Oh my god, does I have her hit points? It's true. I hate getting into battles, baby character. As level two, so it's like, we're just going to die. Uh, Moot, mm. you're up. Uh, so you see your two friends duck in, and then the door, you assume that the door has opened because the guards have kind of pressed their way um, more or less out of sight. There's still one standing out in the street, but you only see kind of the back, looking over, you kind of only see like the back leg of uh, the second helm. You going to come save us? Save us! <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess, uh... You guess? That's <laughs> how I guess. I, mean, I don't know. I'm up here in this uh, cloth warehouse. I'm pretty safe. No, I'm, I'm just trying to... I'm trying to parse what I want to do here. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, uh... I'll kind of... I guess I can run in behind because everything's silent, so they won't know I'm coming from behind them, I suppose. You're going to run out of the building? Yeah. Because you're on the second floor of this... Building, you wouldn't be right? able to sneak yeah, up. Take, okay. take some sort of stair or ladder sure. or whatever connects the second floor to the bottom sure. floor. Okay, yep. Actually, 
third <laughs> completely separate unit. Whoa, <laughs> bold choice. <laughs> Have to crane everything out through the window. To get Actually, it. the the upper tenants they have flying capabilities. So another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, yeah, so I, I will, uh, I'll head downstairs, uh, and from behind these two guys as they're, like, I'm picturing them kind of in the doorway, but facing, like, away from the, where I'm coming from anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're both looking into the door towards Glim and Sully. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of go right up, uh, beside them almost, and I'm going to cast Burning Hands, which is a level one spell, Russ. So I'm going to have yeah. to roll on that wild magic surge table after this. Yeah, you are. Uh, but thin sheets of flame will shoot forth from my outstretched fingertips and each creature in a 15 foot cone. So I'm going to angle it so that my friends are not included in this cone. I believe because maybe we saw you come. I backed I'm f- up. I'm fire resistant. Light me up. I just kind of took a couple steps backwards as I saw you with flaming hands coming yeah. toward them. I do nothing. I'm resistant. I don't care. Perfect. Uh, is that an auto hit? Dex save? Uh, dex save. Dex save. Uh, I'm going to give disadvantage on, and you, you'd be able to get both of them within that. Uh, first one. Oh, dis- disadvantage for both of them. So four and a nine. Uh, neither one saves, so they're okay. going to take... Uh, 3d6 fire damage. Here we go. Ooh, yeah. Come on, 18. 5. <laughs> and 6 is 11. And 2 is 13. And I suppose I need to roll uh, some percentile dice for you? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so you're... you're f- yes, roll the percentile dice. Yeah, like how scared he is. He's like, oh no. That is a 40 and a 0, so 50? Uh, no, 40 and a 0? Yeah, so a 40 and a 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. 40 and a 10. Uh, I know how the percentile dice work. Wait, four, 40 and a 0 would be 40. That's what I 40 thought. 40 and a 0 would be 40. Yeah, because okay. you can't... I thought the 0 yeah. on the D10 was like the 10, though. Isn't it the... Then you'd never be able to roll double 0. Yeah. That's true. How do you roll 100, then? You don't. It's double 0 to 99. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's double 0 to 99. Well, there See, you go. We're learning so much. Oh, I, I always learn very, anytime we have someone on the. Podcast. I know it's always very educational for well, us. Also, this You've is rolled. like the third time I've had to do this, so it's true. Although this is a man who has literally written the two books. Yep. So I mean, we we um, have much to learn. We defer. So you, uh, yeah, you release burning hands, and what you see with the helms is like their their plate armor gets hot, red hot, and. 
you see from within like this crumbling material come out of the one that looks like it was like you see Glim's war pick stuck into this one. Um, and then it like crumbles and falls and the other one um, like falls to one knee as it takes this heat damage. And uh, with your wild magic surge, you feel this like warmth of energy kind of come over you as you regain 2d10 hit points. Oh, well, all right. That's pleasant. Which is, is in like... theory, more hit points than I even have to work with. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, are you even down any hit points? Nope. <laughs> you just feel really good about yourself. All right, back to Flora's lava. The one that's still, uh, the one that's still intact, uh, is the one outside or the one inside? Ooh, no, it would be the one inside. The one who pushed. So the door. I would not be able to see it then. Yeah, you'd see like because it, it, it fell to one knee. You'd be able to see like its foot and leg sticking out if you were to look over. Okay. Well, I can hit that. Um, I am, uh, presumably unseen, uh, so I'm going to make a sling attack against it. All right. Sling to the foot's the new arrow to the knee. And that is a, uh, <laughs> that is a 23 to hit. Ooh. Uh, 23 is going to hit. Absolutely. Roll damage. <laughs> that is five damage. Glim, uh, Moot, and Sully, you see this, uh, you're slinging, like, rocks, I assume, or... Like little little sling bullets. Okay. You see this bullet zip through the air and hit this foot, and then its leg explodes, and it's like this crumbling dust that falls out, and the, the armor falls to the ground. And I am amazed. I hit one of these with my war pick. Kind of hurt it. This guy, sling, <laughs> takes it out. Amazing. Lim is so impressed with Flora's Lava. <laughs> I go down, and I... I look at, like, what is the powder? Does it seem... Is there a residue? Is it sand? It looks what like it? like earth clay, uh, like dried... Like uh, they're golems? Maybe. Hmm? I don't think these are real people. You're still silent. <laughs> Talking is about the only good thing <laughs> Sullivan Slide does. <laughs> okay, you're, uh, you're out of combat. Uh, what, do you, what do you four do? Um, I think we need to go upstairs because we know Flora's Lava isn't going to come down to ground level and we yes. want to like get going. Yeah. So we make the little like walking with my fingers <laughs> pointing up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moot leads you back up the way that he came and now you're all in the same room again. Okay. Uh, I close the windows. Okay. Uh, if there are shades, I pull them. Yep. I drop the silence spell uh, and I say... Uh, I assume you have left no trace of our movements downstairs. You close the door, lock it again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, um, just give me one. Just give me one second. I just, uh, f- I forgot something definitely incriminating down there. <laughs> Sullivan Slate sneaks downstairs, closes the door. Roll stealth. <laughs> what do you do with the armor? I. There was just a little foot outside the door. There was I bend also it. Another helm outside the door. No, that yeah. happened inside the door. No. How? What? Well, I ro- <laughs> I rolled a twenty-two, so at least I'm stealthily trying to pull these. Okay. Ar- they're not filled with anything but dirt anymore. So I'm gonna try to pull them in quietly. Um, yeah, okay. With the 22, you can absolutely get them back inside. It takes you a little while. Like, I assume that the three upstairs are just kind of kicking around, like, looking down the street, like, oh, God. 
Why did we let him leave alone? Uh, it takes you a while, but you are able to clean up most of the mess that was made downstairs, and then you come back up, probably a little winded because there's a lot of armor pieces. I must rest here for a while before I can take you any further on. Yeah, me too. That was, like, really hard. You guys carried some jugs the whole time, so I thought like, I had to do my part, you know? Um, okay, so we're taking a short rest? Yes. Okay, if anybody would like to regain hit points, you can roll hit dice. I think Glenn was the only one who was hit. Uh, you yeah. get all of your key points back, Keith? Or mm-hmm. okay. And Beautiful. I can, because I'm brass, I can get all all my hit points back. I mean, I'd only lost four, but four is right. a lot when you're a level two. So. That's right. It is a lot. Perfect. Everybody is rested. You, as you're, as you're waiting, um, you hear more footsteps of helms patrolling the streets. Uh, you hear far off in the distance the sound of Shu's voice saying, eh, it's got to be around this corner here sometime. They can only have gone so far. The city isn't. That's pretty big. But, I mean, you know, they won't get past the guards at the gate for sure. And you see more of those sentry gargoyles zipping through the air um, as your short rest concludes. Okay, I will go to the window and wait for a uh, gap in the uh, in the, the sentry gargoyle activity. And then uh, when when there seems to be a break, open the window quietly and scamper up to the roof. I'm not casting pass without trace or anything at this moment? Not yet. Kay. Not yet. I'm just trying to move quietly myself. Do you articulate anything to your friends or you're just going up by your lonesome? I, I will say, um, wait here for a moment while I make sure everything is safe. Give me an uh, acrobatics check, please. That's a 16. Yeah, you climb out the window once you're you're fairly certain that the sentries have have cleared the area and you can make it up to the top in a, a pretty well hidden area. Are you looking for anything in particular or just to, just to make sure it's clear? I'm just trying to stay hidden myself and I'm scanning the sky to see, can I see any sentry gargoyles? What are they doing? You get up there and you do see them. They are at this moment, they've fallen into a formation where they're circling streets now. Like you see two or three of them, um, in tandem, moving around streets and then moving down. One group to the east is heading away from your area, and then uh, you catch just kind of a glint of another group that's coming from off to the west. Okay, so we need to stay ahead of them, basically. Yeah. I will climb back down, report that to the group, and say, it is time, we must go. Now, have we made it... M- halfway to our destination less than halfway no i'd say we you're halfway maybe a little bit more okay okay absolutely yeah yeah you made some pretty good pretty good ground in that first one with the uh, pass without trace there so yeah you're a little more than halfway of where you need to be we will do that one more time okay. another pass without trace and um does anyone here have a rope yeah, yeah. okay give it to me you want both I of do. our ropes or i only need one well, yeah, I'll keep all right, I will climb up to the roof, lower it down um, so that so that they can climb up it. Everybody's able to climb up. No real danger um, based on floors, lavas, uh, scouting ahead. So um, you can all make it back up to the rooftop um, and proceed okay. along as you desire. 
and return the rope. Thank you. Okay, I will lead them uh, toward the uh, northern edge of the city then. All right, everybody give me a stealth check. And given given that the city is on high alert, uh, I am not going to lead them to the north gate. I'm going to lead them to any place that is close enough to the north wall that they might be able to get over it without going through the gate. Okay. Now, I don't know if this is like a castle wall where they have people patrolling the battlements or anything like that, but um, but we're going to try to circumvent the gate if we can. Sure, yeah, yeah. Serloon is a is a walled city. Uh, there are two main entrances, but definitely uh, you know, I would say you that you know of an area off of that that you would... Maybe needs a little repair. <laughs> yeah, that you would you would use to get in and out if you so desired. Yeah. Um, well, plus those walls are primarily built to keep people out. Exactly. Not to keep people from going out. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. Uh, and I did not make my stealth roll yet. Let me do that. That is a uh, glorious with Pass Without Trace 19. Good thing for Pass Without a Trace. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 36. Uh, <laughs> fuck 16 which normally would be just a fine roll but somehow feels <laughs> 22 for me Russ it's, listen this is all I have okay <laughs> this is it okay um, the four of you begin hopping uh, from rooftop to rooftop again following in this uh, from what the three of you can tell like this haphazard pattern like it doesn't look like you can see now like you can see the gate of or the wall of the city, um, and you frequently turn away from it as you are being led in a more of a spiral pattern in order to hop from the best rooftop to the next one uh, that is the easiest. You make it most of the way. You you notice that you're you're gaining on the wall, and you see the three of you uh, see the gate uh, that you came into the city on. But it doesn't look like you are going in that direction. We're here in the middle. We sing all the time, Keith. It's just what we do. <laughs> Always an intro song. Always yeah, an intro I mean, song. Always an intro song. See, oh, Keith gets so it. Keith's fucking got lovely. it. Yeah. Yeah. Gets it. Um, now, can you can you spit us some hot rhymes? Oh yeah, sometimes we try and do that, and it is not good. <laughs> no, I know my limits. If, if, it's good to know your That's limits. That's the correct answer. And we just keep trying to push through. Um, but this is the point where we come talk to you, Keith, because you have uh, two books. One is new that we want to tell everybody about where they can get it. It's called uh, "Live to Tell the Tale." New out. Give us a little bit of. Why did you write this book, and who is it for? This book is for players, um, mostly beginning and intermediate players, although uh, advanced ones might be able to uh, pick up a thing or two by going back to the fundamentals. But mainly it is for players who 
want to increase the chances that their beloved immersive roleplay characters will survive what their DMs are throwing at them, especially if those DMs have read my other book, The Monsters Know What They're Doing, Combat Tactics for DMs. Um, this is not a book about min-maxing. It is a book about determining the best strategies for the character you have created, however you've chosen to create that character. So if you are an immersive role player or you just like doing wacky things with your characters there whatever you have whatever choices you have made in creating that character there is a way to optimize that character's chances of being effective in combat and surviving combat encounters and living to play out the uh, terrific story arcs that you and your dm have planned for your characters. I love it because both Tom and I have uh, the monsters know what they're doing. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's not that it makes it harder, but it's good that everybody is kind of on the same playing field with having both of these together now. Uh, I've started reading through it uh, initially here, um, and there's lots of great useful stuff that I'm sure Amy and Carla are going to go just. Well, someone who has lost one of their beloved characters, I'm going to. Gonna give this a cover to cover. <laughs> Someone who's like seen you. a friend lose a beloved character. I'm also like going to, to avoid that. Not do that again. Although, you know, I did my best, but still. I'd like to not lose more. I'm the one that loses all the characters. Uh, I was reading Keith's older book earlier today because I'm DMing a session tomorrow that we're playing in. And every time I DM, I read about the monsters that I've picked to to use in my adventure. And every single time I learn something new and it's just awesome. It's such a good resource. I 10 out of 10 cannot recommend it enough. Keith, it's an awesome book. Thank you. And we've talked about the book. Where can people find it? Both The Monsters Know What They're Doing and Live to Tell the Tale are published by Saga Press, which is a trade book publisher, which means you can buy it at your local independent bookstore. You can buy it from bookshop.org, from Barnes & Noble, Amazon, anywhere else you buy trade books. But, you know, this uh, pandemic has really hit local bookstores hard so if you've got one in your area, do them a solid. Do so. Yeah, we'll link all of uh, Keith's information down in the description. Uh, thank you, Keith, again for joining us for these two episodes. Uh, tons of fun. If this is the first episode, the second episode is going to be even more wild for you. Um, if this is the second episode, thank you so much for joining us again, Keith. And we look forward to uh, when we're able to sit down and play again in the future. Thanks again for inviting me. Thank you so much. Thanks, it was Keith. a real treat. Keith. All right, we'll get you back to the episode now. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, aren't we going out the gate? It's like right over there. The city is on high alert. We are trying to avoid the gate, not go through it. I am taking you to another point on the wall. That sounds sound. Yeah, good idea. That's what I would have done if I was in charge of the sneak mission. Trusting Flora's Lava now, you pause when you need to pause. Like You, you sense when the sentries are coming, and you make your way to the closest building to the wall. Um, now, as far as making it to the wall, it is a double-wide street going around the perimeter. Do, does the owner of the rope also happen to own a grappling hook? I don't think that I do. This character doesn't, I don't think. 
How about you, Sully? You're kind of sneaky. Seems like something you'd be more likely you'd to have. Th- you'd think I'd have a grappling hook. Um, I used to have a thousand ball bearings, if that, if anyone <laughs> needed to know. <laughs> I do have a fairy tale book. Um, <laughs> People just don't buy grappling hooks in 5e the way they used right. to. You know, I just guess I just don't good, scale long, buildings or walls. Long for the good old days. Grappling I, hooks and... I got nothing. So by a double wide street, we're talking like 10 feet, 20 feet? Probably closer to 20 feet. Okay. Is there a plan for where you want this rope to go? Because I might have a little trick up my sleeve. Tell us about this trick. Well, Floor, I um, see this nifty cloak I'm wearing. I have the ability to turn into a bat. I totally forgot. So if there's somewhere we need that rope to go... I can maybe take it up there, unbat myself, and tie it up. We need to find a way to make the rope taut between this building and the wall. Can you do that? Is there any place on the wall that he might be able to tie it off? There would definitely be a, at the very least, like a, f- a flagpole. But yeah, there's ramparts or whatever they called the... The uppy downy parts. The uppy downy parts. The pointy <laughs> parts up at the top. It's very a stalag miter, a stalag tightness. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, there would be a spot if he were if he were able to get it up top there. Um, it, there would be a point uh, where you could tie it off. Now, as a bat, can he actually carry the weight of a rope? That was going to be my <laughs> other question. question. What kind of bat are you? Because fr- some fruit bats are pretty big, like volleyball size. I mean, it just sized. says I'm a bat. <laughs> Um, well, we don't need to. What sports ball size would you say? <laughs> yeah, we talk in golf. We talk. <laughs> we do not need the, the the bat to carry the rope. He flies across as a bat. Then we throw the rope to him. That's true because a bat yeah. has minus four strength. Oh, yeah, but yeah, he could just fly over and then we sure. Chuck mm. Oh, we could like shoot an arrow at him. He can catch it out of the air. How you feeling, Lucky? Feel great about that idea. <laughs> if only he was a monk, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I could. I can turn into a bat and head over there if that's if that's the game plan for everyone. It's gonna blow my fucking mind. Do it. I can't wait to see it. Are you do naked it. when you're a bat? You do it. Please do it. Are you wearing clothes when you're a bat? You know what? I'll find out soon enough. Yeah, I guess we're gonna find out. I've never done it before, and maybe it won't even work. Someone just told me that it will turn me into a bat. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's true. <laughs> Did this person seem honest? Well, yeah, she was a magic shopkeeper, so I hope so. You fixed a roof. I yeah. sure did. So I'm going to I'm going to use this cloak and turn myself into a bat. Okay. Uh so because we've never used this before, I'm going <laughs> to say that yes, Bombera was um honest in that it does do that. He bought it with real money, so. He, he bought it with real money and and sweat labor. Uh so that's that's absolutely fine. Uh, because we've never does it not turn him back at the end? Oh. I think that's the important <laughs> yeah. question. It's fifty percent chance of staying bat for a long time. Oh, no. perfect! Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's been sheep for or goat for a long time. So. I feel like that's that true. isn't in the D and D Beyond uh, write up on this item, but who knows? Who knows? Homebrew man. <laughs> yeah. How you Things get weird. Um, okay, so because we've never done this before, now explain how it works for Moot. Is it like Dracula poof, or is it like uh, wild shape amorph? You know, into. Uh, well, I use the action to cast polymorph on myself, right. so I think it's just like a. It happens, and I'm a bat. Okay. Can there be a poof though? 
Like, got to like make it a little flashy. Can, can you just? Can you just yell Shazam? Shazam. <laughs> make sexy it up a little. For yeah. Us. Okay. All right. All right. Give us some flavor. I'll give the old razzle dazzle for you. <laughs> Dear Richard, say, hearing it in Chicago. I go bat now. <laughs> and as you poof, I turn to Glim and I go. Did he just say I go bat now? Like that. <laughs> that I all guess this time. That is what he said. <sighs> okay. Maybe we can workshop it. Um, and as a bat, I fly over to where we need me to be. Now, as a bat, do you remember that you are moot? I retain my intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Ah, damn. So I'm assuming that yes, I do. <laughs> and he just flies the fuck off. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> He's just gone. Goodbye there's, forever. There's Shit. significantly less mosquitoes around, though, so I mean. It's a win. It's a win. Okay. Yeah, you fly over. And as you fly up to the top. Um, you get a better view of uh, what's up top here. It is a, a, a walkway. And from your location, you see probably down about 60 feet. Um, there are torches lit along uh, the outside. You see 60 feet either way. You see two large gargoyles seemingly motionless. Uh, I avoid these gargoyles as best I can. Because of the little ones that we saw earlier. Um, so do you turn back there? Uh, I guess. Where Where am I going to be tying this rope to? Because that's where I need to be. Um, yeah, right. All along, there are points, um, like larger columns that kind of stick up that you'd be able to get the rope around. Um, so you just have to pick pick your spot. Probably the one directly across from where we are would be. Yeah, I mean, one that seems like a, a pretty straight shot would be a good idea. Okay, unless you say otherwise, you poof back into moot. Do you say I'm moot now? <sighs> I don't think bats can talk. It's more of a squeak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bats sound like flipper. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you poof back and uh, make a make a stealth uh, yeah, because make a bat poof check. Mm. A bat poof. You've check. still got okay. pass without trace going. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll say it's just kind of on the, the on the. Yeah, I got to ca- calculate a squared plus b squared. <laughs> we'll say it's just on the edge, so you can still take your plus ten. Uh, fun fact about my cloak: it gives me advantage on stealth checks as well. Oh, well, should know that. Uh, yep, it always helps to know these things. That's a twenty-seven. Okay, um, you turn back into moot and kind of crouch down. Um, the two gargoyles remain motionless as you uh, do what you're going to do next. Okay, so how are we going to get the rope to him? Is someone going to throw it? Should we attach it to an arrow and like not actually shoot it at him, but have it be like somewhere he can reach? Like, what's the, what's the play here? I think throwing it is best. It's only 20 you. feet, right? Yeah. I'm just imagining what Amy would look like throwing a loop of rope 20 feet. Graceful. Doesn't go well. I feel like we would tie a knot in the end so that there's like some bulk to it and then throw that rather than just like loose rope. Well, hold the loose end yeah, and yeah. throw the coil. Yeah. 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 Okay, who's real? I think you need to be really strong to do that. Yeah, what is this? Strength yeah. is what we'd be doing? Flores Lava is very long, but not very wide around. Uh, 
Much more, much more dexterous than strong. Okay. Yeah, if it's strength, then it's me. I assume. Okay. I'll hold your backpack, Glim. I. Yeah, and then you fall over when I hand it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Crush me. Uh, the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> They we break so hard. Oh, yeah, it's so. all for nothing. <laughs> right. Uh, that is uh, 19. This rope flies through the air towards you, Moot. Make a dexterity check to grab it. 18. And you snatch it out of the air and pull it down, and you're able to get it tied off. The three of you are able to find a spot to tie it when it is uh, safe to do so. And let's, for everybody going across... Let's make it. Sorry, what are our height differentials here? Like between the building and the wall, are they the same or is one going up or one going down? The the wall's going up from the building, so probably about 10 or 15 feet. Oh, God. I was hoping it could be like I I throw a piece of fabric I got from that tailor shop and I like, (laughs) and I just. (laughs) No zip lining here. I wanted to zip line down. This feels like I'm tired just thinking about it. Oh, God. Um, All right. acrobatics or athletics uh and who's going first i have most of well i guess i don't have most of the stuff that's not fair i have most of the big heavy you know what i don't want to go first let's see how (laughs) how how good this rope strength is let's send a small person that was a roller coaster ride i'll go first (laughs) no it's okay i was like yeah no (laughs) oh oh, thank god sorry it's acrobatics 24 Uh, or athletics yeah 24 all right um, Sully, you are able to get across. You want to describe how we, what you do? Um, yeah, I realize that it's not as difficult as I thought it would be based on my size. And I'm like doing like hand over hand. And then I'm like swinging and I caught my feet. And then I've swung my body underward and I caught it with my hand. And I'm making a little bit of a show of it. But not too much of a show of Make it. Make a stealth no. check. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the description always gets you. Well, that was almost a one, you guys, but it wasn't. It was a seven. And a seven is 14 plus 10, plus 10 24. Still. Okay. Um, it's graceful and silent as the night. That's right. Uh, you get up to where Moot is. You land softly down. Um, both of you look towards the gargoyles again, who still remain motionless. I say, you got room for one more under that cloak? I mean, I, I don't think I can use it again till tomorrow. But sure. I snuggle in. That's cool. Oh, that's, that's sweet. sweet. Um, I guess I'm going to go then. Uh, it's just so that. we know, Floor, are you going across with them, or is this where you're parting ways? No. This is where I leave you. Oh. Well, Floor, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I want to learn more about your way of the rooftop, you called it. It seems like a great path to follow. I myself follow Bahamut. I, if I had more time, I would tell you all about him. He's a really cool guy, but I think I probably better go. <laughs> wow, it took some self-control. <laughs> I know, I didn't start event- being an evangelical till we said goodbye. It's never happened before. <laughs> um, that is uh, 19. I think I am not graceful. I'm like workmanlike, but I'm just trucking along, you know? Like the, there's a little more give to the rope as you're going across. Um uh, Sully and Moot and uh, Flores Lava, you hear like the rope pull tight um, along <laughs> the the chimney that you might have like some ship creaking. Yeah. Yeah. Not the jugs. I don't want to fall again. <laughs> the jugs. And then, as you get about halfway across there, 
Floor's Lobby, you hear that same wings and whistle coming from behind as Glim is about halfway. Okay. Uh, I hide. It's the right thing to do. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Self-preservation. Moot and Strong. Sully, you see, uh, you see Floor's Lava quickly duck behind the chimney that the rope is tied to. One of these gargoyle sentries comes up to the street um, before where Glim is and stops and hovers there. Glim doesn't see this. No, I'm just... She's trucking along. She's about three quarters of the way there now. She's trucking along. Like the mime action that's happening over there. Do the two of you really good? (laughs) Do the two of you do anything? Um, can I ready an action? Do what do you want? What is your goal? Oh, you were so close to saying you can do whatever you want. No, (laughs) then you knew that was a mistake. (sighs) Well, I I said I hide. I actually meant that as an action, unless I'm already considered hidden. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to ready it. Is, is it looking at yes, us? Yes, I should take the action, or yes, oh, I sorry, need to be specific. Uh, uh, y- sorry, yes, you, you are hidden, and yes, you can take an action if you would like. Okay. I'm going to ready my sling. Um, if, the, if the sentry gargoyle seems to have noticed us and starts coming this way, then I will attack. Okay. Um, not knowing that he's doing that, Sully and Moot, do you do anything? Yeah, I ready my short bow. And okay. I'm just like all sneaky, just up over the edge. Yeah, that was my main question is, has this thing seen us? Like, do we get the the idea that it's it's aware of us? It's facing your direction and has is like flapping its wings. It's stopped um, and is hovering and watching. But it hasn't like made any like shrieking noises or anything like that to. If it goes for Glimmel. Yeah. Um, yeah. You watch it and Glim, you get just about to the wall and the three of you see this thing like enter a dive going straight towards Glim, which will trigger everybody's attack, um, starting with Flora's Lava. That's a 20, natural, a uh, non-natural. <laughs> got all excited. <laughs> uh, yes, that will hit. Roll damage. That is eight damage. Moot uh, and Sully, you see this thing enter a dive and as you're pulling your bow back, um, you see one of these bullets shoot out and into, and it explodes and dusts everywhere. Like that baseball picture that one time that blew up that bird with the Oh, basketball. yeah, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't know that that happened. Oh, it's... It was wild. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> there's just feathers, and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's exactly what you see. This gargoyle explodes. Wait, does it explode with the same dust, or does it explode with, like... It's a gargoyle. It was made out of rock. It's a gargoyle. It's made out okay. of rock. Um, so yeah, it explodes and then like pebbles fall to the ground um, as Glim makes it back up and on top uh, of the wall there. From across the way, you see Sully give you a thumbs up over the edge of the <laughs> over the edge of the uh, walkway. How tall is the wall? Thirty feet. Great. Well, I guess I can't uh, see floor anymore, but I'm gonna mime like untying the rope and then we can pull it across and then drop it down and that is exactly what i'm gonna do perfect then we can pull it across and drop it down the rope's 50 feet long should be able to just rappel down that wall you feel the the rope go loose and it swings down and you pull it up you tie it off the three of you make a stealth check i think we 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 said you were still within just kind of perimeter oh natty 20 oh thank god two uh hold on 21 Two and nine. Nineteen. Um, okay, you tie off to the other side and 
one, two, three, you go over and scale down. You leave the rope there. But you it, you come down and land is some, into some brush, and you see off towards the, the main road that cuts across the city, you see helmed guards patrolling, but you are able to make your way through the brush. And you look back up to the wall, and the location where you came down, you see one of these large gargoyles come out of the the night and land and crunch down on top of the pillar where you climb down and it's scanning the grass below Um, but it doesn't appear to see you as you disappear into the night on your way back to prosker and from the city of serloon you just hear faintly on the wind the sound of a pan flute playing a melody from a faraway land The song Long Road Ahead is by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. All other music and sound effects can be found at epidemicsound.com or boomlibrary.com. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Christian Brown, Darylith, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Jessica Babiak, Cat Waterflame, Mark Hartless, and Stevie. To find out more about how you can support Dungeons & Dragons, visit us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast where you can have exclusive access to 50-plus hours of bonus audio content, create in-game NPCs and items, as well as play games with the cast. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. Have a great week, and we'll talk soon. Dungeons & Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable & Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. <laughs> she's very good. And friendship. Aww. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>